My, my, look who decided to join. Yeah, I really was just hanging out. Not doing anything. A bunch of... Just like, meh, I guess I'll just start. I guess I'll just send the invite to Greg, I guess. A bunch of drool just dripped down my face. Why? Who knows? Are you... <laughs> Maybe I had a stroke. Not, <laughs> a la a not, not a laughing matter. Not a laughing matter. I'm not laughing at people who have strokes. I'm not laughing at a stroke. I'm just laughing at the ridiculous of me sitting here possibly having a stroke that I didn't realize I had and the drool coming down my face. Just had to explain. Yeah, are you worried that someone would think that about you? Yeah, somebody somebody would. <laughs> <laughs> He's always making jokes about people with strokes. Stroke joke. Is that a website? Strokejoke.com? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a site where women... Uh, make fun of men they want to be made fun of what is that called like embarrassing them or i don't know you're the shaming them or something i, I, I don't kink. I, I you're the fetish expert i don't know i'm just mm. going to go see if stroke joke is available going to strokejoke.com brings up no web page but let's see if somebody has purchased it <laughs> you can you can look in, into the fetish strokejoke.com is available <gasps> for a dollar fifty nine. Wow. Uh, wait, is that per month? Oh, I think that's per month. Uh, but they slashed that to twenty five cents a month. Well, um, interesting. I uh, I feel like you know I could I could do something like that, but I would want to be full avatar, not avatar like the like the movie. But you know those people who ha who do like um, digital strip clubs, and they're full avatar people. They're like Chinese, usually. Chinese, I'm sorry, they look like um, Japanese, like again, fetish. anime characters. I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry. People attend and like go to these digital strip clubs, and and the people stripping aren't always women. They could be anybody as long as they're like moving in a certain way. You're 0 for 2 on, well, with me. You're 0 for 2 with me on fetishes for tonight. So just get one more out there, strike out, and then we'll shut it down for the night. All right. But um, you don't know the names. That's the thing. If you knew the names and you could explain in depth, you would have. Yeah, like there's a word for being like cuckold stuff. Like if there was a word for those. I'm, I'm sure that humiliation. One of them's humiliation. Going to the VR strip joints. I don't think that has a name yet. <laughs> well, there's uh, I saw one, the masked singer, which is one of the most ridiculous, creepy things out there. So strange. Bizarre. But the costumes are very good. I have to give it to them. These are very good looking costumes. But they've sung that previously, right? I don't I would I would assume if you're wearing a big pup head. I mean, I guess there could be like a mic close to your face, you know, and you could be singing it. And, you know, like I saw uh, Wendy Williams's one and she sang a song about like, no, you're not a New Yorker. Something <laughs> being a New Yorker. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. She sang this ridiculous song about like, people don't hold the door for you if you're a New Yorker. <laughs> Something. And she sounded so terrible. It was really funny. And so I just thought like, well, if you're a really bad singer and you're recording it previously, then they would have made you sound good. Right. But if it's 
in that head happening right then, then maybe you will sound bad. Unless if it is pre-recorded, but because it's a competition, you don't get the, the whatever you record is what goes out. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Wendy Williams. I have no clue. But I, I was going to say that there's a new one of these coming out where it's a VR person, where apparently someone is in the backstage area hooked up to one of those VR rigs or motion uh-huh. tracking, sensing rigs, and they sing and they dance and they move and it's projected as a character to the judges. There's no reason... Every TV show that comes out these days is like a bad stoner's idea. But -hmm. that's where we are, especially with the networks, because the networks know that they're done. They don't have the money to put into prestige television. So they just do shit to make themselves money in hopes of holding on for another couple decades so that management doesn't have to deal with it. They're the ones who can just retire and not be fired and leave the trash fire for the next flux of people who come in. Is it that... Like networks aren't giving the chance to something interesting like Netflix or Hulu or HBO might Possibly, do. Possibly, but they don't, nobody watches live TV anymore. Nobody's. That's what I mean, in. because it's all, because none of it's as interesting. So because their model is based on advertising and not subscription, if nobody's watching, they don't have as much money to spend then. Right. Well, net, Netflix notoriously has been cheap. I think the trade off was. We allow more people to come in. We're giving more people opportunities and we're creating more content. So for at least a while that was working. Mm -hmm. But even Netflix, I don't They're You can only sign up new subscribers for a specific amount of time. You're going to run out of new people at some point. Why? Because there's finite people. No, there's not. There's not finite people. There's not the, the planet doesn't have a set number of people. People have access to Netflix. No, it does, isn't a set but number. people are always being born and constantly merging into the no, time of when they could afford a Netflix subscription. The most you could get is all of humanity. They're not going to get that because most people don't have access. Then the most you could all get all of humanity. The most you could get in the United States is not 330 million because a lot of those are children, a lot of those are households. So you have a subscription. I'm, I know that maybe as far as their growth goes, there's still huge numbers on the table, but I don't think that all of that is accessible. So the point is that Netflix also, who knows what the hell the future is for them. And apparently they're supposed to be cracking down on all the sharing. And they just do that with some half-assed message. Yeah, but, how, how would they police that? Eh, there's something that pops up on screen and makes you, they send you a code or something. And if you're not the person oh. whose email is attached to it, you at least have to text them. And, right. Yeah, I uh, already go through that with my parents. Yeah, obviously. Anytime my, anytime my mom gets a code, I don't even have to ask her. She just sends me the number. Obviously, it can still be done, but it makes it a little yeah. more difficult. I think they can also look, though, because two of the people I share my login with that I pay for live in Atlanta. And so they say, oh, one person's in New York, one person's in Philadelphia, and two people are in Atlanta. What the hell's up with this? You can say, I use a VPN. <laughs> I could. And it's something that I could do. Yeah. Say, I don't know. I guess it always goes to New York. I'm also at the point where I don't care. Those people can fend for themselves. I'm tired of paying the the $18 a month or whatever it is now. 18? Yeah. Is it really that much? I want to take, I want to remove one of my subscriptions. I think it's 18 because I had to up the screens because at some point, you know, it, it grows exponentially. You share it, yeah. then those people share it with someone else, and that person shares it with other people. And then the original account holder can't watch Netflix because too many people are watching. That's what I did. Uh, that's what yeah. happened. I, I 
couldn't get on. And then I changed the password. And then I told the people who are allowed to use it, I'm upping the number of screens because there's four of us total. And if this gets out again, then I'm changing the password and you're done. You're finished. You're out. Were they like, sorry. Okay. We'll be good. I I promise. I I don't remember what was said. Netflix Lord. It's been fine. It is Lord of Netflix. Although someone at some point in Sri Lanka tried to get into my Hulu account. Yeah, that happened to me with Netflix. They got in. It was an Indian, like from India. And they were, uh, he changed, I think it was a man. He changed uh, the password immediately. And then I couldn't get in. And then I couldn't even like change. I couldn't change the password because the password was changed. And then uh, he set up accounts for his kids. He like immediately had different profiles and stuff. And like some of them were his kids. And I was like, oh man, sorry, dude. You could have just asked. I probably would have just given it to you. You felt bad that a thief was stealing your Netflix. I mean, your Hulu. No, your Netflix for you. Netflix. Your Netflix login. Well, only because when I saw the kids, because now the kids are involved, and I thought, who cares? They're already criminal kids. Yeah. Not but every. It's not the kids' fault. Not every kid's innocent. No, I know not every. It's not the kids' fault ultimately, but. But if you're watching kids YouTube, you're only of a certain age. Look here. If you want to deter your kids from a life of crime, let their father be a failed criminal, and there's such embarrassment and shame surrounding it, and they watch him just flounder about. And stumble as a buffoon. Well, they don't tell their kids. They tell them that they work for Microsoft when really they work for like a scamming well, place that says they're Microsoft. Well, when they watch them, hey, I got you Netflix. And then they get kicked out. What happened, Dad? And it's like, oh, I got like, caught because I was stealing it from a woman in the United States. Like, oh, what a yeah. loser. What a loser Paw is. Paw. That's the best. That's the best way. Obviously, jail doesn't work. It's not enough of a deterrent. But shame is. If you, mm-hmm. if, if you set it up so kids think that if they do something that's going to shame them, make them feel ashamed, they will stay away from it. Well, I know that I went, you know, into a weird like fangirl thing about Kit Boga, but that is something that he brings up with some of those scammers. It's like if when he breaks character and reveals to them what's going on, you know, he'll say, you know, do you tell your do, do your parents know what you're doing? Like are you are you ashamed to tell your family that this is what you do? You know, they're like, fuck your motherfucker. You know, like they don't like it. Obviously, <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Uh, maybe they do. I think that's why they react like that, because somewhere inside, especially with the culture in India, with the, you know, the family yeah. dynamic, I feel as though if the parents did find out, if they weren't in on it, and they weren't working together as a family. If it wasn't an yeah. endeavor, a family business of scamming, sure. <laughs> then maybe it would uh, have an effect. It's, it's, yeah. I used to say shame is a terrible motivator, and I still think it is in a workplace. You can only get so good of work out of people if you're shaming Shame them is constantly. a good motivator when you're doing something wrong. Yeah. I, I think if you Like want, morally wrong. Again, if, if you want someone to not do something, especially as a child, just introduce the threat of shame. This is why your kids... We'll never do a podcast <laughs> listening to mom's podcast and thinking, Mm-mm. why? Because I'm too open. <laughs> never mind. And I'm embarrassed. No, never mind. I don't get it. Am I being slow? Am I slow on the uptake? Nah, it was a bad joke. Oh, okay. Take it out. Nope, I can't. It's live to tape. Oh. <laughs>
Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. Oh, no, I just did the mouth click thing, but that was an accident. That wasn't a click of my tongue. That was a click of my lips. I don't. Know I didn't if- notice it. It just sounded like a guy about to speak. I don't, I, I can't do that. But also it was not, it was, there was a difference. It was a lip. It was a lab, it was a labial uh, plosive. No, that's a. That's a plosive. Yes, but isn't. That's a different thing altogether. Mm, there's aspirated maybe versus non-aspirated. That's a mouth wood block. That's what that is called. That's the official term. My name is Greg Russ, and uh, today's show, not about wallpaper. Okay, because I asked you what the topic was, and you said wallpaper, and I thought, well, I'm going to be supportive. I said, I, that's fine. I loved, I had a wallpaper job that I loved. I, I worked at a wallpaper store. And then I, I asked you just now, so are we going to talk about wallpaper? You're like, no. We can't. We, we can't can, we can talk about wallpaper. wallpaper somewhere. There's no way you can do a whole show on wallpaper. I don't think a whole show can f- fill. We can fill a whole show on wallpaper. The reason I said wallpaper when you asked what the show was going to be about uh, was because I was thinking about wallpapering just a wall. Do people wallpaper accents? So walls? hot right now. Oh, it's hot. Such it's a, a thing. Nah, I don't want it. I don't want it then. Well, you know how like accent walls were a thing and it wasn't always wallpaper. It was usually like a bold paint choice or like a dark paint choice. Yes, I remember this. So now circa it's like, 2014. Yeah, now it's a um, you know, like a large print of leaves or something. You know, or like, um. Are you kidding yeah, me? This is what's in right now. Yes. I thought that it would be a cool thing to do because people weren't wallpapering anymore. Because as far as I knew, you know what it was? I guarantee it shows like uh, the Crown and Queen's Gambit. And these shows that are set in a different time period where they have these beautiful aesthetics and a lot of the rooms have wallpaper in them. And people say, that's cool and I want my my rooms to look like this. Wallpaper, is, as far as I know, is a real pain in the ass. So, Well, people aren't wallpapering their whole entire, like each wall. I think it is coming back to that extent. I didn't know that people were doing one wall. And the only reason I wanted to do one wall wasn't because I knew or thought or was aware that it was a trend. But only because I was lazy and I thought, I don't really want to deal with wallpaper. The wetness, the paste, the smoothing out of the air bubbles, the matching of the pattern, the cutting. Oh, that sounds like so much fun to me. Well, so I thought I would like to put something on one wall. And Uh it's what I was sitting there thinking about when you asked what the show was going to be about. So I (laughs) I blurted out wallpaper, which... I know that we've made some bold choices before in the past with socks and things, but I, I feel as though... Oh, yeah, pens. Uh, yeah, but I feel as though I could fill a show on wallpaper I don't know enough about. I, it was my, my memory of wallpaper is my dad putting up wallpaper, filling the bathtub with the goo that makes the wallpaper stick. But he's very good at this kind of stuff. So, you know, he put it up. I don't remember him cursing. I just remember there was some wallpaper in the dining room and it was there until it wasn't. And I remember it coming down and there being a lot of work going into that. But you know, the thought of me putting up wallpaper, I was trying to make queso dip the other night. Oh, yeah. You were really upset with that queso dip. Losing. Losing my mind. You were losing the battle. Cursing. Queso. Cursing. Scream, queso flying. Like, the melted cheese is separating. So you've got to, the, the cheese seizes. 
because the proteins break down and they reform and they're stronger than they were before. But then some liquid comes out and I'm trying to whisk it and the liquid's flying all over the place. And I think to myself, this is absolutely insane. There's no way that queso can be this fucking difficult. This is what I said. That was a reenactment. Uh-huh. And amongst other things. What you were doing, you were trying to melt the cheese, right? Yeah, there was a cheese that people say, oh, anytime. To a dipping consistency. By the way, anytime you look up a recipe these days, my fucking God, there's a backstory about how the person got to the recipe through their travels and they're such, they're they're so cultured and their eyes have been opened through their worldly (laughs) adventures and expeditions where they traveled and they met great, great grandmothers who they never knew existed and they stole their, I don't fucking care i just want to see how to make the dish well you, you know there's a link at the top this is jump to recipe i sometimes maybe i didn't see that i need to look you didn't for see it. it you're just not experienced in the online recipes it's there's just, usually most i've never not seen it where there's a link at the top that says jump to recipe who cares about i know it's so stupid the exposition behind the recipe so as i'm looking though quite often people don't use this because here's what i ended up doing now the show's about queso but <laughs> the, the point is I can never put up wallpaper because I can't even make queso without losing my mind. I ended up buying white American cheese, which I didn't order from the deli as white American because of the political climate. I said, can I get American, comma, white? I didn't want to say white American cheese. Mm-hmm. And I got I it, it and I melted it. It's what they use at the fake Mexican restaurants across the U.S., but this other thing, it's like, don't use white American. This is not the authentic way. I know I've been. I've been to Mexico City, and I've watched the mariachi band who doubles as the chefs really work their asses <laughs> off. And I, I, don't, I tried it your way. It didn't fucking work. Did you look up reasons why it wasn't working? Like, were you, was it, was your, were you cooking it too hot and too quickly? The first time, apparently, and then I lowered the heat to as low as it goes, and it like wouldn't... low and slow. It got closer, but it wasn't fully there, and then then looking further into it, steam it and use cornstarch. No, no, Oh, God. No. This no. is chips. This is cheese. There's no fucking Oh, like steaming. a double boiler, maybe? Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is what... Like when you're melting chocolate and you're tempering it? That's what eventually came up. That makes sense because you're because when you do that with chocolate, you're right. Like the pro, it gets weird. The proteins like it gets like crystallized instead of just melted. Interesting. Well, I'm glad that I know that you're interested in this, and I know that there's a science behind it, <laughs> and I just don't have the patience for it. So putting up wallpaper, but now I don't even want to do it because you tell me it's the hot trend. Uh, you know what? You um, you should use this as uh like practice in in being just who you are as a person just because something might be trendy it didn't mean that you got it you're doing it because it is a trend it is something that you thought of that you want to do if it happens to be a trend that has nothing to do with you do you feel you should be okay with that do you feel as though there are things that you get interested in like you started baking and i know baking is not the most obscure well yeah the the bread stuff during the pandemic. But I feel like it was ramping. It definitely hit full stride during the pandemic. But I yeah. feel as though it was ramping up before. Everybody wanted to bake. And maybe that was coinciding with the great British baking show. But something triggered the collective curiosity. 
we're all going to be bakers now. And I'm asking if, right. if, there, if there are other things, maybe the baking, but other things that you find yourself interested in. And then when you look into it further, you realize every other fucking person has suddenly got into the same thing at the same time. And how does that happen? Yeah. Um, I mean, it has to do with like when people name their kids, right? Like a couple will get together and maybe they'll look online and pick a name off of a thing. But if they're trying to be somewhat unique, you know, then a couple sits down and they try and come up with like a name that they like that isn't the same as everything, but is something unique for them and their their idea and they come up with it and then their kid gets into preschool or goes to kindergarten and like they have four of the same names in the class. There's just something about it. Like my cousin named her daughter Ella and that year Ella was like the top name for kids from that age that were born in that year. It's insane. I don't know why that happened. But as far as like the baking thing, what you're saying, I didn't have that exact experience. I mostly had like two two things where like Eric from the Von Hessler Doctrine has made fun of me. Like I was, um, I was, you know, I've, I've been trying to perfect my bread for a long time. Um, and I was really getting good at it before, right, uh, not right before, um, maybe like a, a year or two before, um, 2019 uh came and then i was i was i talked about it a little bit with him and he made fun of me saying that like oh you're just like everybody else trying to make bread during the and like no dude i've been i've been doing this for a long time i love baking and then the other thing was i was drinking seltzer right i was i was constantly drinking my soda stream and because we were dating eric was like oh now that now you're with greg and so now you love soda i was like dude I got this as a wedding gift. Like I've had this since 2012. I will say that seltzer is one of those things that just seemingly took off out of nowhere, but people still don't actually drink. They got to drink the fancier ones, the lacroics as I mispronounce mm -hmm. it purposely, purposefully are both acceptable by the way. Purposely. Yeah. Purposely and purposefully. Hmm. Purposeful. Uh, Purposely definition. I think you. I think you're right by saying purposely. Purposely on purpose. Purpose. Mm -hmm. Purposefully might be different. Purposefully definition is in a way that shows determination or resolve. Oh yeah, so that makes sense. He's, yeah. I'm pur yeah. purposefully shitting on the people who got into <laughs> seltzer, and I purposely mispronounce the croics. When you go to a bar and you ask for a seltzer, they will hand you a truly. I'm like, no, I just want a soda water. Like, I just want a truly a buble, yeah. which we all made no, fun buble of. No, buble is just regular water. Truly is a drink, drink. When, no, what is truly? I thought that was one of these. Truly's, no, it's a hard seltzer. Oh, got it. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's across... what I'm saying. They'll 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 hand you. Um, what's the other one that people like? Bud Light. No, that's. <laughs> I love Bud Light's marketing of their seltzer, which is this is the evolution of seltzer. We are at the point where it's alcoholic seltzer, and Bud Bud Light's marketing of their seltzer is in the commercial. Somebody covers up the Bud Light, and it just says seltzer. It's a they. <laughs> I guess somebody who would want to drink seltzer wouldn't be caught dead with a Bud Light in their hand, but Bud Light really wants in the hard seltzer game, so they've gone as far, which is something brands never fucking do and it's like yeah. yeah we're covering up our name don't look here it's like wow wow i guess there's like a lot distancing of distancing themselves from themselves 
I guess there's a lot of money. Yes, exactly. White Claw. Is that the one you were thinking of? White Claw. Thank you. They'll hand you a White Claw. Well, bef- like, no, I want to sell like bubbly water. Before the, and that's interesting. That makes sense because we are at the point where seltzer has maneuvered its way in, into the drinking culture. Yeah, it's like saying like, I want a Coke in the South, which I, I've said that kind of thing before talking about living in the South, but I've never been to a place and said, and wanted a Sprite and said, I want to get a Coke. What kind? What kind of Sprite. Coke do you want? Do you want a Sprite? <laughs> no, ne- that's I, never happened. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I do feel as though I can recall something similar. Maybe now it has just been inserted into my memory because it's yeah. become a fable of the South. It has. But I feel because like with Coke real is so Southern. ubiquitous, but. I feel like with real Southerners that this is something that probably has happened. It's more like, I want a Coke. I will not take a Pepsi. I would drink a Pepsi. I think a Pepsi is delicious. I don't like Pepsi. I think it's fine. I think it's very good. Also root beer, which tastes oh, like yeah, sarsaparilla and wintergreen. Did you know that? That's the, these, these are the. No. Root beer, sarsaparilla, which apparently something within that was dangerous, so they stopped using the actual root and then started using artificial flavoring. And now it's just, I never even thought about this. I was reading about it. It said wintergreen. I'm like, no way. And I was drinking a root beer recently. It's like, that tastes like fucking wintergreen. What? (laughs) This is blowing my mind. Insane. You You know, there's something that servers do. I don't remember what it is, but it's like ginger ale. And Coke, and it makes a Dr. Pepper or something. There's something like if you don't have this, nah, you got to add the raisins. All ra- all all <laughs> servers will do this you if to, if you if they're if someone's asking for this and you don't have it. You have to add the raisins to get the real raisins. Dr. Isn't that one of the urban legends that raisins <laughs> are in Dr. Pepper? I thought that was. I don't know. I think that's a thing. Anyway, I want to get back to the seltzer. The fact that. I've been drinking it for a very long time, and that came from my grandfather. He always drank seltzer and straight up seltzer water. Uh, I don't remember the, I think it was Canada Dry mostly that he had. I've obviously gravitated towards Schweppes because I feel as though it has the best bubbles, and I feel as though those bubbles maintain their integrity. You can leave the cap off, it can sit out overnight. You know, you open one of these LaCroixes, the, the goddamn bubbles are gone in five seconds. And that's an example. They're meant to be consumed. Five quickly. minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, they're gone. The buble, which bubbly with one B, B U B L Y, which did you see the commercial? Because everyone must have been calling yes, I it did. Buble. So they brought in Michael Buble to do it. Which And fun. he was like putting accents on it or something. Yeah, like, oh, that's not what it is. Whatever. Right? And the sassy security guard said something sassy. I'm glad that they did that to the, <laughs> because it was a stupid name. It was a stupid way to spell it. Yeah, why didn't they just call it Bubbly? Maybe something else was already called Bubbly. Maybe someone else holds that trademark. I don't know. Whatever the reason was. Maybe because it stands out because it's misspelled. But, you know, the trend and all these different seltzers. I don't know where it came from. But suddenly, when everyone was drinking it, it made me want to... I didn't stop. I never stopped. I wouldn't stop. But it made me want to stop, at least for a little bit. Because of all the different fools that were drinking it. And I thought, I can't be associated with these people. People are going to say, oh, you jumped on the seltzer bandwagon. And you can say, no, I didn't. I've been doing this for years. And then you sound like a pretentious asshole. So it's a lose-lose. And I thought, I'm getting out of the seltzer game. But this is another thing that seems to become have become a trend. 
and it was something that I was into. Um, baking, I don't want to say I was into it. I was into the idea of it. I bought a baking book in 2008. I was just too lazy to actually start baking. But there was a desire there in 2008. And then by the time I feel like that ramped up, suddenly everyone else was into baking. But it probably, again, I think my renewed interest was watching The Great British Bake Off. And other people were watching that. And it's like, oh, that's where that has to come from, right? We're talking about... Yeah, I think so. When you talk about names, I know it's not always been. There does seem to be something uh, behind the scenes pulling the strings at play. It's not always popular culture, I don't think. But more and more, it's easier for it to be that. It's crazy. I mean, even Elliot. I mean, when she went into pre-K, she had... She knew three other Ellies. They were all different names, like Elizabeth. Well, two two Elizabeths and Eleanor and Elliot. So she she knew yeah she knew three other Ellies in the class. But what the heck? But not all Elliots. No, no Elliots. Though it does seem as though Elliot is becoming a popular name for a more really? popular name. I I forget what I was watching. I, I wish I could remember now, but the couple in the show was named Elliot and Pete. <gasps> what? Or maybe it was a movie. Elliot and Pete? Yeah, they were together. Wow, cool. And I can't remember what it was now. I should have I should have noted it. Yeah. But the the woman was Elliot. Well, there's uh Pete's Dragon. I think that kid's name's Elliot. What is, I don't know Pete's Dragon. I mean, I know Pete's Dragon, but is there is it back in some new incarnation? Uh, not right now. I think there was a new movie which I would never never watch. Because I refuse to watch these remakes. But the original, yeah, the kid was Elliot and he was Pete. No, Pete, sorry, the dragon was Elliot? Pete's dragon. It's Pete, the kid. Got Fuck, it. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> remember when Brooklyn, <sighs> remember when Brooklyn was a very popular name? Yes. And I think that was the rise of Brooklyn becoming a popular place to live again. Oh, it's cool. Everyone's here in the early 2000s in the height of hipsterdom. I think that was when that coincided. Elliot the dragon. Thank you, Lord. And Pete was the boy. Sorry, I just had to make that clear. You know what a name? Well, I'll, I'll set it up this way. I was watching. We were watching 500 Days of Summer today, and I told the story. Mm. I told the story about um, you. Well, at the end of the movie. He meets yeah. someone named Autumn. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler. He, he meets someone named Autumn after dating Summer. And I told Christina the story about you going to the Ten High where English Nick hosts Meddlesome. And Ugh, why do you bring up this story? Because, it's, because so it's very because it's very funny to me. No. So we get to the door and the, the, the guy at the door says, I need to see your IDs. And we show the IDs. He's like, Autumn. And that's all he says. Autumn. And I can tell. She's like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I could tell that you thought that he knew you from the radio show, which makes sense because English Nick is part because of Because of Nick. Because Nick is, I get it. Nick is part yeah, of Yeah, not because I think anybody who knows my name thinks of me from the radio show. I, but you don't live in Atlanta. And it's also a nice thing to think that you go back and there's going to be parades thrown for you. And she's home. And wow, you're going to go to the stores. She's and people, home. <laughs> people are going, well, I guess your parents don't live there anymore. So you're not going to be going back off. Someone recognized me in the grocery store. 
Somebody, yeah, when so, I was staying the last time I was there, I was on the phone and they asked if it was like, oh my God. Somebody recognized me in a Costco once. I'm not even on every day. But we're talking yeah. about the WSB show, obviously, the Von Hessler Doctrine. But the guy that did Autumn, and it, again, it makes sense because Nick works there, English Nick. Yeah. And he would, he would maybe listen to the show because of that. And he's like, like the end of 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> yep, yep, that's it. I was thinking, though, as far, as far as names go, he's dated within that movie universe. He's dated someone named Summer. If he dates this Autumn and it doesn't work out, he needs to date someone Spring, but nobody's named Spring. But yeah. Vernal is another uh, word. Like We have the Vernal Equinox. It's not right, the Spring yeah. Equinox. Vernal is a name? Well, I was saying it should be a name, but now it's but, not a bad name, but it sounds like Vern. It, sound, it sounds like an STD, Vernal, I think is the problem with it or tied to it loosely. I can't articulate how, but it does make me think of that. All right. I could sort of see that. Yes. Vern, Because though. it's like ver- like vaginal, Appar- Vernal. Apparently it was a name, though. It wasn't a hugely popular name, but, you know, you can look at those charts. Yeah. So whatever the trend was at some point, Vernal was the end of the 1800s through the early 1900s. And by 1950, it was done. Yeah. Nobody Vernal. wanted it. Nobody wanted it anymore. So, yes, you could date someone named he could date someone named Vern. Yeah. Virgil. Eh, it's not the same. No, I know. But I just mean, like, I kind of understand why it would be a name. I, I used to work with someone named Vernessa, named after a dad, which was Vern. Vernon. <laughs> Vernessa. Yeah, I know a woman named Marshall. I'm like, it's not Marshall. She's like, nope, <laughs> it's Marshall. I'm like, okay. Naming trends are interesting. I assume that trends is really what our topic has become. I guess so, yeah. Um, you know, it's a shame since my mother's named Karen. That name's done. Nobody, nobody's naming their yeah. kids Karen. And everyone talks about, oh, I think about everyone else's feelings. What about actual Karens out there? Karen's who when, when it was the thing. But what was, do you do? What do you call a woman that is an asshole? You gotta call her something. Call her an asshole. Why does it have to be someone's name? Because yeah, but someone, everybody has an asshole. There's someone with that name. <laughs> Karen. I also don't. I, I look. I'm partial to it because it's my mother's name. It was also something that was hijacked by white people. It was meant to be the meddling white woman. The black kids are out playing yeah. basketballs, and she's scared. And, you know, goes or out. Or like someone trying to go into their own building. Yes. Yeah. And in that, con- in that context, it was just what's a generic white woman's name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. But I don't know. Karen, I mean, yeah, I guess it needed. I mean, it's a great, I think it's a great name to call someone who's being like that. Not, no offense to your mom, but it just seems like a bit of an older generational name. You know, Stephanie doesn't work. You know, Stephanie seems too ditzy, you know, and I don't well, know, just Karen is such a, starts with that hard K. I have a cousin named Karen. And I don't think, I don't know. I just don't think of her when I say that someone's being, a, I don't, I don't say this. Because if that were my name, if that, if that were my name or the dude version, which isn't this Kevin. Hi, highly used. No, the dude version is like Chad or something, isn't it? Chad? No, people say that, but it's Kevin. I just saw it again the other day and I was like, see, it is Kevin. Someone was saying like a bunch of Kevins. Well, whatever it is. If Everyone it, argues with me that it's not. So if, maybe I'm wrong. I don't but. care what it is. If it were my name, it would bother me. <laughs> it, would yeah. really, it would really upset me. And luckily, Greg isn't that popular. And also, it's, it's never been that popular of a name. It just seems to have been consistent-ish. <laughs> 
It's yeah. Lo- it's like a it's a it's a um running in the background name. Yeah, lots well, of people named Greg. Well, I, I think mostly no one Greg. No, no two Gregs seem to be alike. Gregory means vigilant, but it's uh, I think it's gained popularity from Pope Gregory, which was how long ago? So I'm, I'm sure it, oh. I'm sure the name's been around for quite a while. Because was, is the, he a G R E O G? No, he's just the normal spelling. My God, he's just Gregory. Yes, the proper. Spelling. But where does that come from? Is that German or something? I, I don't know the Gregory. <laughs> That also doesn't sound anything like German. <laughs> I was I wasn't trying to make it sound German. I was just trying to phonetically say it out. I think that it's properly pronounced phonetically Gregory. I think that's the if you were doing it phonetically. Shut up. That's that's the way we Stop pronounce it. Stop shitting on me. I'm trying to make a funny. <laughs> it's funny to say Gregory. <laughs> sure. It just I didn't like... tell you that you know things were wrong when you say things wrong on purpose. You should. No, because you do it on purpose. No. Well, what did you say earlier? Lacroix. Yeah, Lacroix. I say <laughs> Lacroix. Yeah, because that's the brilliance of that maneuver. It's like I'm doing that on purpose, so you can't, you can't hurt me by saying. Yeah, I was it. making fun of it with you, the name Gregory, because I know you think it's dumb. Now you made fun of me when we were opening up the show, and I had my bad joke that landed flat that I used to lead into the the music, and so that was fair. It's fair game. It's all fair game. All right. It's fine. Okay. But yeah, that's going to drop off. And I feel like I need to defend my mother. What's another trend that took off? I know I got this car. And apparently when I was getting the car, everyone was getting a car. Really? Yes. Same the time. Same, that car, you mean? Just in general. It's like everyone's buying cars now. Used cars, for example, were impossible to get. And they, the prices skyrocketed in used cars. Huh. And that made me feel stupid. It's like, okay. Apparently somewhere cosmically connected... To the rest of the dumb human idiots. <laughs> the best I could come up with. You know, it's, it's, it is interesting that when things become a trend without there seeming to be like some underlying connection. You know, um, I just watched this like little thing on YouTube where um, it was this experiment where they gave they get i'm i'm going to mess this up but this was the gist of it that they gave all these different people from all these different places like across the world these different tasks that were really difficult to do um and uh, nobody could do it for a long time and then one person like one one group figured it out and then all of a sudden the rest of the group the, the rest of the participants were able to complete the task and that speaks to like records that are set, you know, with sports or with whatever. It seems like once a re- once a record, f- you know, seems impossible to 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 um, achieve, then someone uh, somehow it, a bunch of other people are also able to hit that record and then inc- and then uh, go above it. Yeah, especially when they're using steroids in baseball, the single season home run record. But that aside, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not referring to that <laughs> I know at all. I know you're not. <laughs> 61 home runs. It'll never be broken. Oh, my God. The same year, two people are breaking it. And then, oh, my right. God, here comes the biggest roid head of them all. And he crushed it. Okay. But anyway, my point is, is that it does seem to be like some sort of group think. You know, they're, I, they're, I mean, we are we are connected well i in think some way 
it is I, I I don't know how it lands on the same things ultimately, but I do feel as though, especially with generations, you want to rebel just by default. It's like whoever came before you, you're like, fuck you, you didn't know what you're doing, I'm gonna do it my way. Right or wrong, that's what I'm arguing, like if the people's beliefs are. But it does seem to be the way things are set up in the bigger picture in society that when you're thinking of ways to rebel against that, there's only a few ways to settle on. And a lot of people settle on the same thing. Like, oh, we find ourselves in the same spot. Hmm. So if it's a group think, if it's because there's only limited possibilities, I don't know what it is. It seems but that doesn't explain that experiment that I was telling you. Well, I don't, yeah, I, I can't explain the experiment. If you want to get into the cosmic c- connection, like I said, then we're just idiots. Our consciousnesses maybe live together in some egg somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and they just are shot out. But they well, you in- know, I, they influence each other. I saw this thing where someone um, like took a pile of dirt, like a pile of sand or something, and uh, sifted it and used a magnet to sort of... S- uh, gather the pieces of iron that are in the soil and then was looking at them under a microscope and was like moving the magnet around. You could see them all like shifting and being really interesting. And I just thought, that's really crazy. That's really cool. I mean, that's happening. That that kind of influence is being is is being manipulated by I don't know, magnetic fields or or I just felt like it was a it was a um a a a micro example of something that could translate into something macro, you know, and how, and how we all affect each other. Yeah. Ultimately, who knows, who knows what's influencing us. Maybe it's just radiation <laughs> rotting our brains <laughs> in the same way. Yeah. Could be, but I, but that, that still ties into your idea that there's something bigger that is influencing everyone. But you know, it's contained to cultures and lifestyles People who are living in poverty in third world countries aren't necessarily thinking about the same things. Like, I wonder if everyone was on the same playing field, if trends would translate across the world, across the Western world, quite often they do. And again, I think a lot of that ties to, and I don't mean to dismiss what you're saying. I like the idea of what you're saying about that. And maybe there are examples of that as humanity as a whole. But we're talking here are some real spoiled shit things like cars and wallpaper. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't think about wallpaper. I'm just worried about where my next meal is going to come from. So sure. I mean, that's a different thing. Fuck you I mean, and your accent wall. That's but, survival. That's a survival mode. Yeah. So maybe if everyone was on the same playing field, everyone would be having an accent wall right now. That would be with the, with the wallpaper. Like that's, that's like, you know, what they sang about in that Christmas song about. Feed the world. Yeah, you know, them. like, yep. thank God that we have the opportunity to think about maybe a, an accent wall and what people might think about me following a trend and whether it was my original idea or if I'm one of these sheep, sheeple, you know, at least I'm not in a hut worrying about being bombed. Yeah, and just complaining that my car got scratches on it and has another dent on it from an acorn falling from a tree or something. Thank God it's them instead of you. My Volkswagen GTI gonna make me cry. <laughs> I, this, they, this, there's no accent walls in Africa this I mean, Christmas. 
Let me tell you, that's a real shame. What do you want for Christmas? A little boy, an accent wall. I wish my yeah. parents would get an access I wall. I wish access. we were wealthy and had no problems and could think about silly things a like plaid, accent walls. A plaid wallpapered accent wall in our house. <laughs> you would not get plaid. I would not get, no, I'm not getting plaid. No. Was, Your house would look like um, uh, whatever his name, McDougal from Sex and the City. <laughs> Trey. With the mallards. Trey McDougal, his bachelor pad. It was a nice bachelor pad. It's a beautiful apartment. Charlotte didn't deserve it. Anyway, this car. The Mallards. I shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't regret getting it. But I knew it was going to get beaten up living here in New York. Yeah. I shouldn't expect uh-huh. it to happen this fucking fast. Really? It just every time I go out, there's something else. And like recently, there's a bunch of scratches on the hatch on the back probably garbage men because you're parked on the street and the trash is on the other side of the car and they don't give a shit and like mm. they're squeezing through the cars and ripping the yeah. garbage bags along with them and stuff is falling from trees it really is denting the hood and that sucks i have one little dent scratch thing on my side and i always look at it and i hate it so I, I, I get it it is a, it is a ridiculous thing to expect to remain pristine but for whatever reason you own a car and you do it's like it's out there on the road traveling exposed it is in danger and harm's way constantly but it's like, oh god i can't stand that little dent yeah from something that fell from the tree i was driving through some construction and they cut out this giant slab in the road it was probably six inches deep. It was pretty deep for you know what they had cut out. And part of me was like, oh, I'm going to try to go around this kind of last second. But I was already in it. So the, the oh. wheel scraped against the side of the cutout. <clears throat> and it ripped off part of the, the sidewall. So I have to get a new tire now. Because once your sidewall is compromised. Oh, God. I think the tires, they're not quite there for replacement. But would have really, I guess if they were new tires, I would have just got one tire and matched it. Boo-hoo. I'm just saying that I have this car and it is, it is, they already lose value. Everyone has gotten on the trend of getting the car and it's one of those, I don't necessarily regret. It's nice to be able to have the car and go. It's not, I don't use it in the city. I still commute around the city as I commuted previously, but to get out, to get out of the city, it's nice. Sometimes when I go to Howard's and Queens, I take the car because there's enough parking. But outside of that, so that was a, that is a trend, though. And New York changed their license plates around the same time. Though people, there is going to be turnover eventually. People are going to have to get the new license plates. You could see the influx of all the new cars because suddenly, oh. It's like, oh yeah, look at all these people. And podcast was another trend. That's is that still going on? <sighs> yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it it seems almost like a joke now. If you say like, I'm going to start a podcast, like why? <laughs> it is. I mean, you and every loser. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And yeah. that was that was one of the, the hesitancies I had leading into us doing a podcast, too, because they were our, everyone's doing one, even though I came from a radio background and it made sense. It's like, I don't everyone. How did did you think anyone finds this show who doesn't know us and listens yeah, I don't to know it? How people do it? Like how how many listeners do people do normal people get? I think we're in the top percentile just because most people get nothing. That's what I mean. The percentile that we're in is the people we're within the percentage at the top, but that number is so muddied by a so many podcasts and then so many abandoned podcasts. Yeah. That is the funny thing is people, I'm going to do this. And then they just, 
they don't realize like, oh, I got to do this every week. <laughs> it's the only way to do it is to keep doing it consistently. Like, I guess if you set it up so you have seasons and you're good enough that people would come back. And that obviously is a model that also works. But, you know, everyone jumped on that bandwagon. And I, yeah. again, that was tied to the Serial podcast, which. Oh, yeah. That, it blows my mind that the thing had such weight. And that was, and there was no resolution to, isn't, it was, isn't that what people were upset about? Where they were like, I listened to this entire thing and I still don't know the answer. <laughs> yes. You, you invested a lot of time and yeah. there was no conclusion, at least nothing satisfying, but that's real life, isn't it? That's the way it really goes sometimes. You're right. So you listen to this name, but you wanted to. I want to start a new podcast. I know you do. You were asking me about uh, equipment. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to all the foreigners in Crofton because Crofton is a very small location. <laughs> why did you say and it? Why do you say it that way? All I know foreigners. <laughs> well, you put an emphasis on it. This is one it's a thing. Hard F. This was one thing. I'm look. I am for context, and, and not everything needs to be politically <laughs> correct. But it's again going back to 500 days of summer when they're in the IKEA, and they're in the bed. Yeah. And some families like there's a Chinese family looking at. Why could you say there's a family looking at us? <laughs> Why did it have to be called out as a Chinese family? It was just those are the things. Like that. I don't know if that was. They necessary. turn around. They're like, we're Vietnamese. Thanks. Sure, but. <laughs> oh, the foreigners. But anyway, that's what you would like to yeah, do. Yeah, I know. I really only say it like that. I've said it like that forever. And it really comes from my cousin Flip in 1996 when the Olympics was in Atlanta. He was drunk in the city and he was yelling at the fo- He's like, a bunch of fucking foreigners. And he was he's not a redneck. He was joking. But and so now that made me laugh so much when I was young i just thought that was really funny because i thought everything flipped it was funny that was a big thing when the olympics were coming to atlanta there were real people like that who hated right. that so the was world was coming to atlanta and i remember yeah. uh the atlanta won't let marta expand god forbid have the world come to it yeah the, i don't the marta expansion is the reasons behind it let's not get into that <laughs> not that you're asking me to i just you're an idiot. You're an idiot if you really think that. Yeah, I know. Go to hell. Give me a break. And then the other thing is I don't want to be taxed a penny on yeah. every dollar I spend. It's my if money. If people would understand <laughs> the benefit that they would get from a, ra- a properly run rail system in their cities... It would kick ass. I don't know the aversion. We've really bought into the automobile dream here in the United States. <laughs> it's freedom. That's it's freedom. It's just what they know. It's just what they know. And then Marta does have this like reputation of being, you know, nasty and you can't get places, you know, and thing. people Nobody don't know how uses to use it. it. Nobody uses it. It doesn't get you anywhere. You could have a good rail system and keep your fucking car it's exactly the same way yeah. I talked about it. I don't use the car to get around the city because I don't need to. It doesn't make sense, but I have the car to go other places, so I still have the freedom. And it is true. I, there was a lack of freedom when I didn't have a car. I was confined in New York. Granted, it's New mm-hmm. York, and I was happy to be in New York. So it's not like it's the worst place to be confined. There's plenty going on, and I rarely had reason to leave. But there are places outside uh, that it are nice to go to, and having the car now has given me access to them. So I can't completely dismiss yeah. the freedom, but give me a fucking break. You have both. 
You can have both. You actually would like it, I think, a little bit more if you had a properly run regional rail system that took you oh from God. the suburbs to Atlanta. Instead of having to fight your way through fucking Snellville traffic and then have to fight your way into the city or through the city, get out of here. Just fight your way through Snellville to the train station. Have it take you all the way into the city while you chill on your phone and play TikToks. Yeah, and sometimes they even allow you to have booze on the trains. That was a, That's a thing here in New York. They used to have bar cars on Metro North and Long Island Railroad. Ooh. They got rid of the bar car, but you can still buy the alcohol and bring it on the train. Love. For your, for your commute home. Nah, yeah. I want to sit in my car alone and gridlock traffic on an eight fucking lane highway, <laughs> 16 lanes stretching across both both directions. And, still and pay $50 a month for the, the, uh, the, the, the POC lane. Pa, P, Pacha. What's it called? DM, I am. HOV. HOV, thank you. High occupancy vehicle. Two people, high occupancy. Anyway, high so occup- the yeah. podcast you wanted to start interviewing people in crop so this is a very local podcast but it could yeah get so you. my adventure that i think would really again my point is to be a local star no the it's big <laughs> fish and the small pond get you yes but no that's that's that that's why i'm thinking it might um be, uh it, it might be um worth it to do but i also feel like anything that you do in this realm needs to be a creative endeavor first Right. Because I'm not thinking about how it will make money. I'm just thinking how maybe it won't have five listeners. (laughs) I mean, maybe it'll have more than that. No, because it's a small, it's a big fish in a small pond. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think maybe you get some local advertising if you get. There's there's ways to monetize it. I'm connected. I'll I'll be connected into the city a little bit more. It should be called why why in the hell did you move here? You pursued the American dream and you settled in Crofton, Maryland. No, Crofton's awesome. <laughs> why in the hell? It's actually pretty awesome. Why in the hell did you move here? That should be the name well, of the Well, all right. It's kind of normal, but it's better than the, some of the surrounding areas like Bowie or Odenton or even Gambrels, or which Laurel. is right next door. Oh, Laurel can jump off a cliff. All right. Well, so many people come are filtered through Laurel, though. I think that's interesting. Just, uh, um, I, I assume you would record several up front, five, and then release five Absolutely. at once. Absolutely, yeah, before. Right. I haven't done it. I just had, it's a it's an idea that I keep thinking. I'm going to do that. All right, we'll do it. Just do it. Try it. Do it. With, well, do well I don't one. have the money for the board yet. I'm waiting for that. And just have Eric buy you one. Well, I asked him for a mic already. Well, just do. And the, you know, he's so slow about getting things done. So he ha- he says maybe he has a mic for me, which I think means yes, but he has to send it. Well, jump on the bandwagon before it ends, because I wonder what the future of podcasts is. There are big companies out there that put these things out that a lot of people would lose their jobs. But the trend, maybe it's already dying. I don't know if it's dying down. I don't know if it's ramping up. I don't know what's going on. But does it go away fully? Does, do we get to a point where people are like, I don't listen to podcasts anymore? You kidding me? Yeah, I guess it does. I mean, it's like, you know, MySpace, Facebook, those things. Well, MySpace is gone, but Facebook. I think is really yeah, but on those the were downward. those were singular platforms, not nebulous yeah content that came in from all over. I I think there's a need for audio medium still, so there's a place for it. So you have music, you have audio. Well, because the radio sucks, and you have podcasts. That's pretty much it. You have talk radio. 
there's no good talk radio except for the Von Hessler Doctrine. No, so, yeah. And even that is specific. So there's, I think there's always going to be a place for it. It just maybe will consolidate so a bit. A lot of people. I wonder if it will turn into something where you have to, you know, it'll all get monetized in some way. Well, I mean, if you know, like you can't listen without paying. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know how the bigger platforms work. Maybe there are subscriptions, there's advertisers, whatever our show's free. Well, I just mean like eventually I think it'll become less of a, just a place to put your stuff. I refuse. You know, it'll eventually. Yes. Yeah. I refuse. But if you want to open up a Patreon just so you can get enough money to start your new podcast, we can open one up for three days and then you can raise some money and then shut it down. Yeah, what would we what would we reveal? You should just those? you just create some Venmo account for yourself and tell people send me money for a board. You we've given you a hundred and forty something free shows, <laughs> and I can still be the good guy in this. I'm like, I don't want your money. I'm not. I don't need your money. I'm doing this because I enjoy it, because I want to, and because I want you to have free content. But Autumn, on the other hand, the no, bad I, guy, I want that too. <laughs> Autumn, the bad guy, needs a mixer. And a new mic, so she can start another podcast. Yeah, because she has zero money. Well, so I'm Autumn. I'm Autumn Fisher on uh, Venmo. I think my at name is Autumn Hyphen Fisher Hyphen Three. <laughs> I don't know why it's that, but it's <laughs> okay. Maybe you'll get some surprise donations. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, I don't condone hey, this. If, uh, yeah, I don't condone this. I'm telling everyone, so don't judge the show as a whole. But if you'd like to do it, I'm also not going to be angry. I'm just saying. Thanks. I'm neutral on the matter for the most part. No, I don't. I mean, we've done it this long and neither of us are like, can't do it anymore unless we make money. <laughs> like, I've, I've, we've revealed our heart and soul onto this thing. If we ever made money, I mean, if we start making a lot of money, then I want my cut. But if we started making just a little bit of money, we could split it 75-25. You could have 75. I'd take 25. Thank you. But then we, if we got to a lot of money, which we won't, but if we did, then, then I'm coming for my cut. I would never keep <laughs> you away. I would always want to give you 50-50. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all. I've Even got. though you're fucking rich. No, I'm not. <laughs> With your accent wall. I'm glad that we did not talk about wallpaper for the Me most too. part. It's turned into something. It evolved naturally and organically. Really nice, actually. I really liked it. Yes. Maybe we should just, it should just be like, <laughs> like improv. Change the name to start topic. <laughs> yeah. It's improv now. Throw out a name, throw yeah. out a product, throw out a, a thing. A location. And then we just, uh, your mom's butt. They, dr- they drop it so quickly. <laughs> they, they, they use it to catapult them into something else. They drop it and little elements remain, I guess, throughout an improv scene. But anyway, wrap it up. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Venmo me your money, baby. Come on. You didn't need to. <laughs> now it's desperate. <laughs> well, if you didn't hear it before, it's autumn-fisher-3. <laughs> and uh, also support our sponsor, hoffandpepper.com. They are going to be featured on the new season of Hot Ones. So uh, look up Hot Ones on YouTube this Thursday. They're going to have a new celebrity. They haven't revealed who it is. But... Um, the celebrity will be consuming uh, hot and pepper hot sauce. So go check it out. Uh, use our code one topic 15 for 15% off and enjoy the hot sauce. And you know, don't be afraid of trends. Don't you know, it's fine. Shut up. 
<laughs> there was no reason you could have said thanks. So critical. In the mo I knew I was already messing up. <laughs> I had to keep going. 